The James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Eccola. Ciao, okay. Tutto bene? Bene, come state? Molto bene, te? Sì, bene. So great to see you. Let's, uh, let's talk Prego. about 2017. Luca, what's your impression of 2017 for Barolo? Ma uh, 2017 is, uh, for me, is a beautiful vintage uh, in terms uh, that, uh, you know, we... I did, uh, I, you know, in these days I'm explaining uh, the vintages uh, online to a lot of sales force uh, around the world and customers. And I think uh, to better understand the 2017, uh, we, we should uh, first uh, to look, uh, uh, you know, the, the season, you know, the agronomical mm -hmm. season. In one way, it was very similar to this year or uh, in the fact that it uh, was very early bad break, like this year. And I think in 2017, if we remember, like this year was the year when we start to see on Instagram uh, all the pictures of uh, the, 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 the frost in Burgundy, in Italy, with all the fire in the vineyard. And uh, that was, uh, I think, uh, the, the, the first uh, uh, time that Instagram was full of uh, this picture, uh, like happened in, uh, in, in these vintages. And uh, so, uh, because the, the winter was uh, quite shorter and the bad break happened early, like this year, and then uh, arrived a very cold uh, wind and, uh, and there was a lot of frost, mainly in Burgundy and some part uh, of Italy here, not too much because, as you know, the vineyards in Piemonte are on the top of the hill normally, and uh, the frost in Piemonte we only have uh, at the bottom of the hill. And so, uh, actually, the frost damage the vineyard where not should be planted, <laughs> and yeah. so that was not a huge damage. Then uh, the, the spring time uh, was, uh, the, the, was a period uh, cold for uh, uh, three, four weeks. So the vines slowed down a lot. And uh, we had uh, very dry uh, flowering. And that uh, uh, for us that we are organic, uh, sometimes that is very good <laughs> because we should be also pragmatic because uh, uh, if there is no humidity, no rain on this period, uh, we do not have to spray. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you are organic, uh, you can only use the sulfur and uh, copper sulfate, and that is a problem in this period. So all went very well. Uh, we had uh, a few days uh, of a uh, little bit higher temperature in the mid of July, uh, but uh, the end of July we had uh, two, three days of rain that was uh, happened in the perfect time uh, because the vines here in Barola and Barbaresco they never suffer the dryness. Uh, compared to other parts of Italy, because uh, other parts of Italy, uh, I remember in 17, uh, there was a uh, um, little bit drowness. Here, that was not uh, problematic. You know, I always say... Yeah, exactly. That, uh, Tuscany was completely... I was there in, in Tuscany all summer, and it was just brown. 
Do you remember? It was completely yes. sì, sì. Uh, scorched, bruciato. Sì, the, the, the leaves of the, the oak tree in the Tuscany. Yeah, fell off, fell remember? Yeah. We are, never, we never had a problematic because we always had uh, every 15 days, uh, three weeks, a little bit of rain. And uh, so on that sense, it was uh, fantastic. Then, uh, as always, and this is very important for Nebbiolo, the months of September, and late September and October is the months that can change the vintage, can change the quality of a, a vintage. And uh, as an example, in 2014, we had uh, like a uh, very, very cold weather, all the season, uh, rain uh, and um, hail. But October was uh, great and we've been able to make uh, some very, very good Barolos. As uh, 2017 uh, happened the opposite because late August we had snow in the mountains uh, here. And uh, when we have snow in the mountains, here the temperature drop down because the, the Alps, as you know, they are behind the corner. And so the cold temperature fell down. And uh, so um, really the months of October change uh, and um, in, in the best way. And I think uh, we can see this clearly in the wine uh, because uh, uh, for me, it was very complete vintage. So very luxury, very opulent, uh, but the incredible freshness. Yes. In the month of October. Uh, that was great. Ah. Uh, the, the acidity uh, never fell down in the grape, like uh, happened in the real <laughs> hot vintages. That yeah, like 2003. Which was the worst case scenario, or even seven, or no, no, no. Abbiamo, right? guarda, we harvest like uh, all the Nebbiolo with uh, seven point something, and all our Nebbiolo are six of total acidity. Uh, that is uh, perfect yeah. for Nebbiolo. Uh, no, the, so I have I have all the wines here, and I tasted them, and they're all really fresh. I tasted like four hundred of two thousand seventeens. And it's a really beautiful vintage, but the, the, it, the, the perception in people's mind is that it was a hot drought year, that it wouldn't make fresh wines. And the wines are super fresh. Not, not, not in Piemonte, I think so. Yeah. You know? I think uh, here probably the only part uh, of this region that suffered a little bit was the Roero region or uh -huh. the Asti and Alessandria where down there is a little bit more sandy than here. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I, I, I never had this impression uh, also in the wine, but also tasting. And I was discussing this with some of my friends, like uh, with uh, Fabio Burlotto, uh, yes. Cavallotto and others. And uh, we all had the same uh, impression because, the, you know, when Nebbiolo uh, suffered the dryness or suffered the heat, you immediately find in the wine because you find the tannin unfinished. And yes. the 2017 for me has not only immediate freshness, but the tannin are perfectly finished. You know, they are never yes. dry and never harsh, you know. Yeah. And this is for me is a characteristic like Nebbiolo and Pinot Noir that are normally variety that... 
sometimes people they think that when it's hot, <laughs> the tannin they ripe better. And actually, for Nebbiolo and Pinot Noir, that's not the case. No, that's true. And because they 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 become dry. They become uh, they, 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 they the the vegetation stop. And the tannin, the, the grape mature, but not the tannins. And so you have an unfinished end. 2017 are silky and beautiful tannin that I, I love so much. So, so that's a trilogy. You have 15, 16, 17. Si. Beh, siamo stati You're very lucky. Si, You're very si, fortunate. Si. But no, that hasn't no. happened. That hasn't, has that ever happened? in um barolo in, in lange three great vintages in a row I, I, you know i hadn't thought about it ma uh allora stavo pensando anch'io was thinking about that we had the two vintages one behind the other yeah many uh, times but not not happened like this you know like uh, we have to go back uh, probably like uh, 99 2000 and 2001 that was yeah. uh, quite a uh, very good uh, vintages one behind the other like that uh, maybe but if we Forest. go behind, uh, maybe there was a, a 89 and 90, but never yeah. three vintages uh, yeah. like, uh, like, like this. That. Mm. That's really Probably, exciting. See, si. and I think, uh, you know, from what I can see from a customer, uh, colleague, uh, and um, importers around the world, is vintages that people love so much. Yeah, and uh, it was so much very well received for really these uh, uh, opulent, you know. Yeah, and uh, honestly, James, uh, for me, is also very interesting for the fact that uh, you know, when uh, uh, at, at my age, you know, <laughs> now I started to buy more wine for my kids, yeah. and uh, so uh, I love 2017 for the fact that is a Barolo that I can love. Uh, and enjoy right now and this I is agree. something that uh, honestly for a classic and traditional producer like we are that normally people when okay. they approach uh, Vietti or producer like this uh, we are known to make wine for long long aging and so sometimes yeah. uh, in the younger stage our Barolo are good but never so opulent and so open you know uh, yeah. that uh, I, I I like and I love and but not only from Vietti, yeah. When I taste other producer from the region, I had the same uh, feeling with the seventeen. And I, I find it I find it interesting because uh, it's in some cases I've had wines that were better in seventeen than sixteen or fifteen. So what I'm saying it's really on the same level, but different in style. No, si. more opulent. Is do you agree? See, si, no, no. I think uh, in terms of opulence. Uh, in, in terms of balance of acidity, yeah. the 17 of the three is the one uh, that uh, is showing fantastically very well. Probably true. Uh, 15 is the one that uh, of the three that is outstanding, is very, very yeah. good, uh, but uh, is the one that of the three is uh, suffering more in this moment. Now. You know? yeah. uh, but uh, 17. In one way, in this moment, uh, are a lot of my 17, but a lot of other 17 that I taste, uh, they show much better now than the 16. Yeah, uh, I agree. What well, the uh, wine that I, of the of your of your wines I tasted, my favorite was the Roque di um, Castiglione, 
I thought that was incredible. È uno dei migliori rock, is one of the best rock. Thanks a lot because it's one of the best rock that I make. Oh, really? Okay, good. Personal taste. And, you know, rock is that magic vineyard that is probably one of the most Burgundian vineyards. Totally. It tastes like it has that sort of fruit, the pure fruit, right? Like Pinot Noir almost. It's crazy. And then, and then, you know, always this beautiful elegance. and Elegance, yeah. Uh, That's exactly uh, what I said. Uh, elegance, and, and finesse. You, and, and like you said, uh, uh, you know, on, on your post that I was reading regarding the freshness. Uh, you yeah. Know, uh, so well, uh, well balanced uh, with all the other components of, of the wine. And, But it's, uh, it's crazy that you taste it and you want to drink it now. You're just like, that's what they were buried. That is my pressure because, uh, you know, mm, exactly like that, you know, is a, a, a vintage that uh, I think is uh, perfect in so many aspects. And yeah. the drinkability, the opulence right now is uh, showing, you know, for me, it's like uh, really the Sofia Loren of the vintages because it's so yeah. showing, so you, a vintage that wants to hug you, uh, yeah. but with an incredible elegance. And um, I mean, particularly, especially the, the tanning aspect, yeah. as I said, uh, is one aspect that makes me crazy and uh, make me thinking a lot because uh, rarely I had, uh, I made uh, in 35 vintages, uh, e vintages where the tanning they were so fused and so balanced in the wine uh, in, in so so complete in the wine because yeah. uh, uh, sometimes when you have a fresh vintages uh, i would say like a 2014 other component other aspect are very very uh, the nose uh, maybe is more floral the acidity maybe is even a bit higher but the tannin are a little bit vegetal when you have yeah. a vintage is more warmer like a 2007 uh, like an example of some uh, 2009 uh, the, the 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 nose is very rich but the tannin they finish at, at the mid of the palate Here we have opulence, but uh, completely finished tanning. That uh, yeah, totally. I like how you say that. For the way yeah, tell me, did you um, did you think that that this year was it better in um, Castiglione Faletto, or was it was there differences with La Mora? What do you think was or Barolo? Like, were there? But allora, I think uh, in one terms, uh, the vineyard that they show better, they were the mm -hmm. classic crew. So these yeah. uh, 20 crew that uh, <clears throat> we, you know, I, I consider grand crew, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, uh, James, uh, one, one day you should make a list uh, yeah. with uh, your uh, knowledge uh, about that because we really need somebody that really put this name, but like Brunate, Cerecchio, exactly. Rocco dell'Annunziata, in La Morra, Uh, Monvigliero in Verduno, Lucia yeah. uh, Colonnello in Monforte, Ginestra, Mosconi, Rocche, Villero, uh, Falletto, yeah, Ronda, yeah. and so you know, these 20 Grand Cru. I think uh, uh, in that type of vintages, uh, really the, 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 the majestic of the Grand Cru, they, 
they they show their step you know uh, in, par in particular uh, if i have to say also of my crew i think a castiglione falletto and la morra and novello uh, this part mm -hmm. uh, are my preferred one uh, of of the crew that uh, I make, you know, uh, mm. like Ravera and Roque in particular, uh, they yes. are uh, they are really. I pr I preferred Ravera and Roque. Um, I preferred them to uh, to the Brunate. I like the Brunate, but the tannins were a little bit um, more angular, mm. while the Rivera and Roque di Castiglione were. The tannins were so fine. And long and intense, just majestic wines. Guarda, c'è anche there is also another component that is very interesting. Ravera is a vineyard that is a little bit higher in altitude, uh, uh. face the mountains. Uh, and so that was a vintage that uh, that was a vineyard, sorry, that uh, in the past uh, I bought uh, in 95, 1995. It was my mm -hmm. First vineyard that I bought uh, when I started to work with my father, and mm -hmm. uh, in the past was considered a vineyard uh, very good, uh, but in some vintages a uh, little bit uh, too fresh, uh, too higher in altitude because it was the first part uh, that got the influence from the mountains, you know. Oh. So always a little bit later, but break and later harvest. Uh, so other vineyard as a canubi that they are in the horseshoe. Uh, yeah. in, the 60, in the 70, they were more protected. Uh, uh, now, I think uh, with a little bit of changing of the climate that unfortunately yeah. is happening everywhere, you know, like we see mm -hmm. in Burgundy that uh, sometimes there are some premier crew that are uh, in, in, in a row. They, they show some uh, better than some grand crew. <laughs> uh, I think also in the Barolo, this uh, climate changing is mixing a little bit the card. And there yeah. are uh, uh, vineyards, Ravera, that uh, are performing extraordinary. And we see really a lot of uh, uh, producers that in the last few years that are trying to buy a piece of land in that part of the Barolo region. I get and, it. Uh, but it, I think it's not my worker oh, is not my business i did not make anything of special it's yeah. the land uh, that uh, uh, show show the difference and in particular roque as you said uh, is a east exposure uh, ah. so is a vineyard that uh, only got the sun of the morning uh, and so uh, when uh, um, there is always an extra freshness uh, in the wine yeah. uh, for that, uh, because he, he never is never under the sun when the temperature of the sun is too high. Hot in the afternoon. Well, listen, Luca, that's fantastic. I just wanted a quick chat and really enjoyed uh, your wines, particularly Ravera and Rocco di Castiglione. Really fantastic wines and. Uh, Anyways, I look forward to seeing you maybe this summer or, you know, very soon. Very so, Toca Madera, let's hope we can get to get together. It's been too long. Yes. Okay. To, to, to drink a glass of wine together and with all our friends. Senza uh, okay. Grazie. Ciao, James. Big hug. Abraccio. Ciao. Forte. Ciao.